It's been a year like no other, and it's only right like that a year like no other gets capped off with a tournament like no other. Euro 2020 in 2021, a pub quiz question for future years. I know <laughs> it will be. Weird old situation we've got, but it's been such a strange year, such a difficult year for so many people. But it looks like things are on the up. Things are getting better wherever we are by Friday, because that's when the Auras get us underway. Italy against Turkey, uh, starting in Rome and then finishing at Wembley, 11th of June to the 11th of July. And today is the 7th of June, which means, Marek Alionic, it is your birthday. So oh, a very happy don't. birthday from me <laughs> and all of our listeners. Thank you very much. You're, you're most welcome. It's like I say, it's a big one next year. This one's just my 17th. 17th. So, driving yeah. lessons next year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> big one, that. Yeah. yeah. No, obviously it's, it's my 60th next year and mm. uh, such an honour growing old, isn't it? Um, some people think that it's annoying and stuff, but uh, a lot of people don't make it. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to 60. We're having a big party. So, Hitching Football Club, you better be ready. You could rent out the Canary Club, couldn't you? Absolutely. Go out there and yeah, get, get on the pitch. <laughs> Absolutely. Why um, not? Yeah, any, any, anything going on today then for you? Just, uh, I'm just uh, I've, I haven't started yet because we had the, uh, the podcast to do. But, uh, yeah, the beers are going to start flowing this evening. And, uh, and I, shall, I shall get uh, persistently drunk. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to hear. Good to hear. Upward uh, and upward. Yeah. Um, Japan, they won today, didn't they? I think they had Tajikistan or someone like that. Yeah. I think yeah. Minamino netted a couple. Um, yeah. But only so much you can take out of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for Japan, I suppose. Um, they haven't had too much Canaries worldwide action. So we're going to get stuck in. This is the big, the ultimate Euro 2020 preview. It's episode 40. We're just going to drum up as much excitement as possible, basically. Yeah, absolutely. And then probably by the end, we're going to like, yeah, England are getting knocked out of the group stage. But who knows? We're going to try and make you excited. We'll touch on England's group. <laughs> Actually, because <laughs> we, will, we will, we're gonna. So we're gonna start off with a little introduction. We're gonna just yep. talk you through some Euros memories of me and Mark talking about the 2016 tournament. Then we're gonna go through the groups, every single team covered. Yep. Uh, we've done our research, and then we're gonna be making our big bold predictions as well. So do stick around, talk about fantasy football as well. Brilliant. Uh, we've done our teams. Um, but yeah, first game: uh, Turkey against Italy in Rome at the wonderful Stadio Olimpico on Friday. Counting yes. down the days. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's nothing like a competition, and like you say, no. last year because it was all topsy turvy and head on heels, and it, and it is going to be a trivial pursuit question uh, <laughs> or a pub it's quiz question. Be. It's got uh, to be. Yeah, it's going to be. I think so. Uh, creating history, but uh, it's not a bad thing, like you say. You know, you've got players that are getting older, obviously another year older and deeper in debt, but you've also got the the young guys coming through, which is going to be more. Better beneficial to those as well uh exciting exciting competition yeah i'm buzzing it really is a unique one um so back in 2012 michelle platine who's now the disgraced ex-president of, of uefa <laughs> we know he's a great player as well he but, was a good player um yeah. he came up with the idea back in 2012 he wanted to celebrate the 60th birthday uh, of the euros in 2020 obviously that's not quite happened no. uh, it's going to be a year later and he said let's make it you know a tournament to celebrate european unity we're going to have 11 different stadiums around europe now uh, i think it's bilbao and dublin they've dropped out due to covid concerns so they've been yep. replaced by uh, a couple of other stadiums i think one in seville uh, is has replaced uh, the Bilbao one. So 11 stadiums around Europe. But for, for the teams who are kind of the host countries, they, yeah. such as England, all three of England's group games England are at Wembley. Europe, we? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Oh no, we'll leave that out. <laughs> so yeah. all three of England's group games are at Wembley. Uh, and say Holland, all three of their yeah. games is at the Joan Cruyff Arena 
in Amsterdam. So there's still there is still an element of home advantage, even though we've got all of these yeah. different stadiums. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's the final being held at Wembley. I mean, wow. <laughs> I can't mm. remember the last time a European final was at, at Wembley, to be fair. Um, so very much looking forward to that. Unfortunately, I don't think England's going to be there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we will we will come on to that. Um, but we what will. do you make of this idea? 11 different countries. Obviously, we hope it's a one-off because even yeah. it's stuff like environmentally, it's uh, it's not, not really very compatible, I suppose. Not the sort of thing you could do year in, year out. They've expanded no. it to, I think, a couple more teams as well. Um, it's going to be certainly interesting to get that, a load of different stadiums from around the around the continent. Yeah, and we've got fans back and everything. And so, I mean, this this is like a. I think it's very brave considering we've just come out of a pandemic, and uh, it will certainly see yeah. and show how serious this pandemic is in its current state at the moment. Uh, it it seems very calm and and stuff on the home front in England, um, and people are out and about and enjoying themselves. But uh, hopefully, it, it doesn't turn and raise an ugly side. It, it, yeah, it's good. As you say, around Europe as well, not just England, things going in the right direction. Spain yeah. had a friendly against Portugal the other day. I think there were fans of both countries yeah. um, in attendance there. And they are coming back. The Italian Cup final uh, a couple of weeks ago, fans there in Italy has been really hard hit as well. Yes. So it is good to see these countries going the right way. Obviously, some in uh, better positions than others. And then the semis and, and final at Wembley. Um, yeah. So I suppose that's been the dream for a few years now, if we can get England into that final. And, you know, we, we know the, the England fans are quality at home. I know abroad they have a tendency to smash up some local pubs and all that. But at, at home, yeah. England's record is, is very impressive. And it's, can they take that into a major tournament? Um, yeah, from from what I've seen in the Friends, you can't take too much from the Friends, as we know locally with Hitchin. Mm. But... Um, what I've seen for so far from England, I have to say, Freddie, I'm a little bit disappointed, mate. Um, managerially mm. as well. I mean, he's playing guys that ain't even in the squad. Yeah. Um, he's, how many captains have we had? You know, it's just everything just seems to be thrown in a box it's, and then it emptied is, out. It and is strange. Um, yeah. But And you think, you know, he's playing the people who aren't in the squad to avoid injuries. And then the player who's on who was in the squad, Trent Alexander-Arnold, does get injured. Yeah. Um, but every other country's playing their normal players who are in the squad. Every other country's picked their squad and yeah. given two friendlies, put the players in there. If they haven't played well, they're not going to be in the team for yeah. that come their first game of the year. It's as simple as that. And well, I mean, I don't know what his philosophy is. Maybe he's looking at people that, yeah. that aren't in the squad and thinking, well, hang on, I need to rotate stuff around. I don't know how serious Terence Tr- Trent uh, mm. he's out. He's out. He's, he's out of the tournament. Right, so well, he's out. So replaced by Ben White uh, today, the young Brighton centre-back. So yeah. we are one right back less which isn't really a problem considering we did initially go for four um, yeah there was a few weren't there? there there were a few um do we want to get straight into the groups um yeah. we'll start with group a of course we'll go through alphabetically and yes. uh, just a reminder the top two from each group progress and then the four out of six the four best third place teams uh, will also go through so there's a kind of a hope for everyone really uh it's just good for some of these underdogs as yeah. well uh, but group a italy um, almost mm. seem like a Italy side of old, don't they? They they never seem to change, and uh, and really a hallmark of that is Bonucci and Chiellini, the old yeah. heads at the back. They'll yes. just never go away. I don't think so. And 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 again, once again, Italy are the dark horses, aren't mm. they? You know, they're, they're that's, that's what they like. They I think they like that. that role. Yeah, I think so. And um, th- they're going to be dangerous. Yeah, like you say, Chiellini just he just doesn't age, does he? Mm. He's, he's just there every time, and he and he puts in a world class performance. Why take him out? He's uh, he's absolute quality. So uh, I, I, I think um, 
I think Italy stand a great chance this year. I like the look of them. I watched the, um, the highlights from their friendly against Czech Republic, who obviously in England's group tore through them. Yeah, and yeah. We, we, without their best team as well, uh, they just look they look classy. They look a really fluid team. They're not reliant on one player, which has been maybe a problem in past years. They haven't lost him in all competitions yeah. since 2018. Haven't yeah. conceded in their last eight games. So defensively, it's easy to look at them and think, really, Benucci and Chiellini, you know, a nice quick striker is going to run through them. Not the case. No, they're not. Um, <laughs> and in that group, you've got you've got to fancy them, haven't you? Switzerland, Turkey Absolutely. and Wales. Switzerland, just never that exciting, are they? I mean, no. Harris Severovic of Benfica played well against Arsenal in the Europa League games. Yes. But just apart from that, it, it's a goal-shy Swiss team, isn't it? I know Shakiri scored a brilliant overhead kick in the the last Euros and once again it's, it's kind of re- seems to rest on his little shoulders and I know he's barely yeah. played much actually this season because of the quality of that Liverpool team yeah I was going to say that with with, um, with Shaqiri he just hasn't had the game play has he I mean and he is he's a standout player for Switzerland and he's not a bad player but just I think he's on the decline if I'm honest um, they've also uh, Xhaka's in that team yeah uh, as well but um, you know my feelings on Xhaka <laughs> personally good, so, good for the national team really like control that midfield will pick a pass and yes he will will get sent off occasionally as well though um, he will but when he picks a pass who's he passing it to I mean you know they're, they're, there's not um, there's not many big hitters out there and I can't see Switzerland um, doing particularly well uh, they might struggle to get out of the group if I'm honest and the likes of Xhaka as well I'm sure in these tournaments two yellow cards you're suspended for a game you know yeah. it's really harsh and that's where people like him have got to be really careful if you look yeah. at the likes of Sergio Busquets yeah. Tyro <laughs> Mings you know yeah, especially yeah, yeah. with VAR nowadays yeah, as yeah. well um, mm. Turkey Another dark Another horse, dark beat horse. Holland 4-2 back in March, and Burak Yilmaz, we talked yeah, about Yilmaz. him and Lille last week, we didn't did. we? Um, he's had such a good season at the age of 36, he scored a yeah. hat-trick in that game. Um, Soyuncu and Ozan Kabak at the back, yep. they look like they're starting to get their act together. That win against Holland really did surprise a few people. They're always in and around your, these major tournaments, never really comes off for them. But yeah. at the moment, if Yilmaz can, can find his feet, it's not the, not the toughest group as well. No. And they're no stranger to an upset too. No, that's right. And and like you say, Yilmaz at 36 years old. It's the old boys that are running the show, mm. especially it seems to be in the, in the group stages. You know, we'll see how they how their old legs tire and, <laughs> and get used to it, especially after the long season. You're just thrown into a major tournament like yeah. that. Um, you know, who, who, who knows? But yeah, Turkey, definitely dark horses. Wales. Again, I think I think Wales have got a little bit of a squad there as well that that, that can do something. But this group might be uh, might be a little bit too tough. For it does them, look to be fair. it does look tough, and I just I, I look at them back in 2016, uh, which is obviously five years ago now, and they had that brilliant three-one win against Belgium. Portugal yeah, yeah. ended up beating them two-nil in in the semi-finals. They had a bus parade back in Cardiff when they yeah. got home. Just doesn't look the same. I know they've been for a couple of managers. There was obviously the off off the field yeah, issue with Ryan Giggs and. Yep. Bale and Ramsey's still there. Ramsey's still a good player. Not really had the opportunities at Juventus and Bale struggled at times at Tottenham. Was just starting to find his feet towards the end of the season. Um, and there's so many of these little teams and they are going to be reliant on that one player. And it looks like it's going to be, can Bale get that service? But they got the players in and around him. They got the likes of, of David Brooks, of Bournemouth, yep, Harry Brooks. Wilson, uh, who Robson was on loan. Robson Carney. Robson Carney as well. So Why that man didn't play for West Brom, I have no, absolutely no idea. And uh, and that's probably half the reason you guys have went down. But um, yeah, like I say, Wales, they're probably third place, aren't they, yeah. in reality? 
So we're saying Italy are going through in that one. Italy um, and Turkey are going through. Italy and Turkey. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with you there. Well, Switzerland have battled it out yep. uh, for third place. Could really be a group of few goals, actually, uh, yeah. if you look at them, unless Italy really turn up. Uh, in Group B, uh, Belgium, surely going to be out and out in this one. They're the world number one in FIFA rankings. <laughs> Only problem I see for them is possibly their ageing back three. Vertonghen, Alderweireld, Jason Denier. It's Apart from that, Yep. Kevin De Bruyne, Lukaku, yep. um, even Yuri Tiedemann, he could play a really big role. They're going to go with the back five. He'll be in the central midfield well, doing even. the dirty work for De Bruyne all over the pitch. I know there might be questions in defence. Yeah. And also goalkeeper. I know they've got Thibaut Courtois knocking around, but they seem to prefer Simon Mignolet, who's currently at Club Bruges and yep. not always the most convincing is Mignolet, uh, but Martinez, you've got to back him, haven't you, of the team he's got? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you, you know, you, you've got Ben Teke as well, who's, who's suddenly found a little bit of form, you know, and um, at, at Crystal Palace. I mean, it's one of my favourite clubs, but it's hardly the yeah. club to sort of, you know, he hasn't really sort of found his foot in there. Tough has he? season for them Tough as well. Tough season for them as well. But uh, I, I think he's, he's got goals in him as well. Uh, Belgium are definitely, definitely contenders for the, and, and they'll for the probably, whole thing. Yeah, I think so. I think they'll be one of the teams coming to England to play at Wembley. Um, definitely beyond that. Um, I mean, De Bruyne took one in the face uh, earlier. We hear he's joined up with the squad, um, okay. but he's looking for it. Don't think he'll be fit for the first game, but from there, yeah. it looks like he's good to go. Probably okay. have one of those masks over his eyes, won't he? But, Why not? Um, Got to get him in your, in your side, haven't you? And they've yeah. still got the likes of Torgan Hazard, who's... Enjoying yep. life in the Bundesliga. Eden Hazard, I know he struggled, but he'll be in and around. He knows a box yeah. of tricks. And Absolutely. And yeah. Like I say, Tielemans as well. You know, mm. there's quality all over the pitch for Belgium, isn't there? And they've got choice of two goalkeepers that are both exceptional. And the group stage, they can they can really rotate things around. It's not the toughest group. And, you know, find right. that if they haven't quite found their winning formula yet, then they certainly will do. Um, they'll go up against uh, Denmark, Finland and Russia. Denmark, I think, maybe, maybe a bit of an underdog. Um, Ericsson still does this thing in the centre of midfield. <laughs> Another one who's uh, won the league as an underdog uh, in Italy, yeah. in, t in that Inter Milan team. And yeah. Yusuf Poulsen, who's kind of struggled at, t at Leipzig this season, only scores five goals. and. Yeah. Uh, that's mainly we hear because Timo Werner's departed. He's had to lead the line on his own, and yeah. Alexander Solovs ended up replacing him. Um, but the cool. other day uh, had a draw against Germany. It was Eriksson assisted yeah. Paulson. Paulson yeah. scored. That's how it's going to go for them. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Eriksson's another lion heart, isn't he? You know, one of just one of them old boys that are in there doing the business. Um, yeah, Timo Werner just hasn't found his feet, has he? And that's Premier League quality. But it all changes when you're in a European yeah. competition. Um, yeah, I think Michael in goal. That's yeah, something, isn't like it? He's going to be busy. He's going to be. He's going to be a busy boy. Yeah, I mean, like his father before him. You know, an exceptional goalkeeper, mm. um, and and a, and a nice last man of defence. So you'd feel a little bit confident. It just with Denmark, it's just a little bit worrying with what mm. they've got going forward, which is. Not a lot, really. If 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 Timo Werner finds a little bit of form, then they they could prove to be um, uh, runner-up contenders. Two Scandinavian countries in that group. Uh, the other one being Finland. Shame Norway yeah. didn't qualify. I'd love to see a bit of Erling Haaland, wouldn't yeah. we, at the Euros? But his time is yet to come. 
Uh, I know they're doing well in World Cup qualification. Uh, but Finland, they really are the big underdogs, I think, alongside North Macedonia. It's yeah. a first international tournament in their history. Uh, and when they did qualify against Liechtenstein in 2019, there was a pitch invasion. Yeah. So you can imagine <laughs> the scale of this for the Finland fans. Um, and really, we've got to say it's all about Timu Puki, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, of course it is. I, I, I don't know any, any others that really <laughs> sort of jump out at no. the moment in, uh, from Finland. I, I had to do my research for this one. But um, yeah. Glenn Kamara, uh, the Rangers captain. Okay. Um, he's come into this side um, in midfield. A couple of players who actually have non-league experience as well in the English levels. They, you know, they know how to mix it. You yeah. know, with the big boys, they beat France in qualifying in Paris as yeah. well. Um, and almost maybe a, a side. There's no games in Finland, as you might imagine. Yeah. Maybe a side that that would benefit actually behind closed doors, and they can can really do their thing. But uh, well, they've got nothing to lose, have no. they? So they've they've always got that on there. You know, they're they're the team that you know everyone's expecting to beat, and um, they might turn it on. I mean, you know, look, look Pookie's not shy. You know, right. he he does know where the back of the net is, and uh, who knows if you get a little bit of supply up to him and hold tight at the back, they could cause an upset. Yeah, it's all about being defensively sound for them. Yeah, I think uh, so. And I think. Their, their big chance will be coming against Russia. Yeah. Uh, I know they were called to finalists in 2018 World Cup, a yeah, World Cup which they, which they hosted. People didn't even think yeah. they'd get out of the group. Um, but since then, Igor Akinfeev, their old goalkeeper, yeah. uh, he's retired from international duty. I know there's some kind of unsavoury stat about him. I think he went the most Champions League games in history without a clean sheet. Wonderful. Um, one of those goalkeepers. Sure he relishes that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's got that to his name. The majority, the only thing I've picked up for Russia is the majority of their squad plays in the domestic league. So they all play Okay. really in that main Russian league and almost the only team that does that as well is it is the England side do you think yeah. that has its advantages all these players know each other um, I think if you're entering into a European competition it's nice to have some experience of how Europeans play football um, so if you're always stuck at home you only know what's at home if you know what I mean they yeah. probably don't they've got experience and research obviously but uh, I don't think it's going to do them any particular favours no uh, group C, uh, we'll start with Austria. Oh, hang on, Group B, who's going through and who's not? Oh, you're, oh, you're springing that on me. Um, yeah. You've got to say Belgium. Um, yeah. I think maybe this is one of the groups where the third place sneaks through. I think if someone picks up a, a win and a draw, the likes of Russia, they'll sneak through. Yeah. Um, it's got to be Belgium and Denmark. And For me too. I think maybe Russia and Finland level on points. I want yeah, Finland yeah. to I do, to do yeah. a bit of an Iceland. Well, we love the underdog, by that, I don't we? mean knocking England out, <laughs> yeah. by the way. <laughs> well, I'd love, I'd love to see a little, that. A little bit of an Iceland, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Belgium, they do look strong, don't they? Absolutely. Um, and it would be, I'd love to see Menteke get a little chance. You know? Yeah, me too. If he can come, come on. Uh, five subs as well at the moment and yeah. that would be interesting really show how he's turned his career around a little bit same with Lukaku in, in some respects as well he's had a great season Lukaku I'm <laughs> expecting him to go crazy he's got to be um, <laughs> you know top scorer contender, he's a, he's a contender he? and yeah. we'll come on to that uh, at the end of this one Group C uh, yep. Austria what do you make of them against England a bit bit wishy-washy maybe Marcel Sabitzer looked great um, the Leipzig player came yes. on hit the crossbar he came close a couple of times and Marco Anatovic, I know we haven't seen him in the Premier League recently. He's gone off to China, I think. He can still be a handful, yeah. um, but they weren't they weren't great against England, were they? And England weren't great against them either. No. Um, but yeah, you can you can see their their um, 
they're they're one of the mid rift teams, and mm. they really they're going to be a third place qualifier or something like that. Um, unless you know, Arnautovic has got the ability to shine. He's also got the ability to just be a big spoilt baby and just yes. get carded all over the place. Um, depends on what what really happens for for him, really. But Sabitz is their man, mm. and um, and if he if he finds some form, they'll be banging in a few goals. Let's see what they're like defensively. They looked all right against England, but like I say, England were poor. David Alaba as well has got his big money move to. Real Madrid a lot of I think he's getting over 400,000 a week there so obviously he's going to want offensive. he's going to want the Real Madrid fans to start getting excited about him but yeah. it's obviously a different role for him playing for Austria than it is for Bayern Munich as you'd imagine <laughs> absolutely um, uh, Netherlands Holland whatever you want to call them Nation yeah. Le- Nations League finals two years ago beat England in the semi-finals and really that run uh, was mostly thanks to that partnership of Virgil van Dijk and then De Ligt of Juventus as well yeah. um, the, the two centre-backs no van Dijk for them uh, looks like they're going for a, a back uh, a back three. A lot of teams in this one with a back three or yeah. a back five as well. That's who. That's what they're gonna to um, to go for. So for their wing backs, gonna be a bit of a tough task um, for them. But in terms of the group stage, not looking too challenging. Yeah, but something's nib- nibbling in my ear that Holland have never won it. And yet they've no, been I, in so many finals and semi. Is it is it the Euros they haven't won or the World Cup or something? No, they, anyway, they didn't qualify for the last World Cup. Yeah, um, and I don't think they qualified for the 2016 Euros. And I think they struggled. Um, they had a decent tournament in the 2014. This is really a bit of a memory stretcher. Yeah, it's a bit decent for me tournament too. in the 2014 World Cup, and then yeah. Iron Robin retired. Yeah. And I think since then, it, they've really been struggling. Gone through a few managers. They had Ronald Koeman at the, hel- uh, the helm at one point. They got one of the De Boers. I think Frank De Boer yeah, yeah. Um, is in charge now. And he's got them playing, to be fair. Memphis Depay uh, scoring a low. Good at penalties as well. And this, yeah. I reckon this will be the Euros of the most penalties. It's the sure. first Euros with VAR and introduction. Yeah, yeah. So they saw the impact it had on the World Cup. You feel like with Holland, it could go either way. Well, Holland are a team that I really want to do well. You know, I love the way they play football. I love the country as well. And, um, you, you know, they've got talent all over the pitch. And uh, But they just seem to be so unlucky. It's like they've just got this big black cloud hanging over yeah. them. Uh, something and, uh, about them. There is something about them. I don't know what it is, but uh, I, I, I wish them all the best. Absolutely, I do. Because they're, they're in a relatively easy group, let's yeah. face it, you know. Um, so I think if they don't go through first or second in this group, it's goodbye, Vienna. Now, Andriy Shevchenko, um, he's taking charge of Ukraine for his first major tournament. There was an article about Ukraine the other day. It said Shevchenko is probably the best player that they've got and he's their manager yeah. so <laughs> well is he player manager is uh, he? <laughs> no it's not unfortunately but that probably tells you you need to know about the ukraine squad it's going to be tough for them it is um, he's got hard. a good record shevchenko taking them to that major tournament but yeah um you've got a feel for them a bit um well but again they're in a, you know they're in a league with australia and north macedonia so i mean they might even be able to punch their way mm. through with with holland you know yeah i wouldn't be surprised and then north macedonia yeah. they're my second team in this one i think they're going to oh, be a lot of people's second team yeah uh, first ever world cup Goran Pandev, uh, he's the leader there. The stat about him is actually older than his country. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be is one of my true? favorite stats, yeah. That's a fantastic um, stat. Well, part of Yugoslavia, I think, were North Macedonia. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They, I think they gained independence from Greece not too long ago. Uh, but they qualified by beating Georgia in the playoff. They really did it the hard way. Yeah. Um, Goran Pandev, they got Ezjan Alioski as well yeah, um, of Leeds. Um, but Pandev still doing it. In Italy, he scored over 100 Serie A goals. He's won the Champions League with Inter Milan. He's just been there, done that. Um, and now he's lining up for his country, uh, North Macedonia, in the Euros. And 
Well, they best can, of luck to them. No, listen, they can cause that upset, can't they? We've got Ukraine, who's, whose manager's their best player, and, <laughs> and you've got an Austrian team that's, you know, can fire and an unlucky Holland. So, I mean, that there's a... <laughs> There's a, they've got a chance, do yeah. you know what I mean? And, and with that stat now, they've just become a little bit of a, of a, of a, of a cuddly biscuit for me. Yeah, you know, I love their, I love like their kit as well and their flag. You know, it's like the, the, um, the sun with ray, sunbeams and rays of sun coming out of oh, it. It's lovely, just, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, good luck to North Macedonia. That's who I'm rooting through. That's who I'm rooting for uh, in that one. Let's, let's see how they can do. Um, you wouldn't yeah. want them in your sweepstake, though, if you're doing a sweepstake. No, no uh, not So really. we won't hope them up too much. Now, Group D, the big one, England and Scotland, uh, Croatia. Uh, that's who England face this Sunday. It's a two o'clock kickoff uh, for Croatia. It seems the case every year. It's all about the midfield. Um, Modric, Kovacic. No more Rakitic. He retired from international duty last year. Yes. But we know they can play some really good football. Yeah, Modric hits the on switch. England are in trouble, aren't we? Mm. Um, yeah, that, I mean they're they're a. They don't give up. They're a team that just continuously, right from the whistle, right from the first whistle to the last whistle, they're on your case. It's going to be an extremely tough game for England. Um, I think so. Lost 4-2 to France in the World Cup final, didn't they? It's easy to forget. They yeah. went all the way. Um, yes. Beat England in the semis. There and you go. They, everyone was saying this Croatia side, they've put all their games are going to extra time. They're going to be really tired. Yeah. They weren't. That game went to extra time as well, and yeah. they had the legs. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that's a real sign of you know of what they do. Um, only worry for me with Croatia is they could come up a little bit short up front. Yeah. Uh, but you know Southgate will play a five at the back to counter that little threat um, <laughs> of Ante Rebic um, up front. Well, I mean, you know, let's let's, <laughs> let's let's think about it, right? If 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 England lose to Croatia, Scotland have got a relatively easy game against the Czech Republic, haven't they? So they take the points. England lose to Croatia, then we play Scotland. If that's a draw, oh, England are looking dodgy. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, I don't, I don't want to think about it. And I, of course, I'm, I'm supporting England. I want England yeah. to do the best uh, that we can. Um, but uh, it's uh, this is a this is a dodgy group. Um, I've got a few bullet points just to kind of talk about for England. Then we'll go on to Scotland and, yeah. and the Czech Republic. Um, so Alexander-Arnold injured. Um, yeah. So that, that almost makes the right-back choice uh, for Gareth Southgate a little bit easier. You'd fancy uh, a five at the back. You'll see Trippier on that right-hand side and Carl Walker uh, used as one of the centre-backs. Um, yeah. But back five, do you think it depends on the opponent? using the back five or do you, would you rather than be consistent throughout the tournament use the same formation I would rather we play beautiful attacking football <laughs> and, uh, and and none of this bus parking and five at the back rubbish uh, um, and, and again you know how I feel about playing out from the back it's alright if that's your natural style of game I don't think it is England's to be fair um, I'd like to see him go with a flat four at the back but it's, it's never going to happen and um, and I think we might pay the price for it um, Maguire, slight worries with him and his injuries. Um, ben White's being called up. I I'm worried defensively. I really am. Mm -hmm. And I think some managers almost think, well, if we chuck another defender into the mix, we'll defend better. And it's actually not the case. No. You know, sometimes you are just more solid if you go over back four and have yeah. a good two midfielders in front of them. Yeah. Um, Connor Cody untested at international level really not too sure about him Tyrone Mings just a battering ram he's like a bull in the china shop should have given away a pen 
against Austria. Uh, yeah. I'm just, to be honest, not much of a fan of Mings. Yeah, no, I mean... He, he, and Play Calvert-Lewin well. at centre-back. Well, <laughs> at least he'll get a game that yeah. way. Um, yeah, I've, like I say, I'm, I'm, I am concerned about mm. England. I really am, you know, and, uh, and especially not only defensively, but going forward as well. You know, Calvert-Lewin just looked off the pace. He's just, he's just not been himself. Harry Kane's falling over every five minutes. Um, oh, what's going to happen? You know, I want to see a bit of Jude Bellingham. Uh, I tell you, midfield. Yeah, he was two, unlucky yesterday. In an it? ideal world, Rice and Bellingham for me, yeah, yeah. or in an ideal world, Rice and Ward Prowse. But he's going to yep. be sitting at his sunny home in Southampton, watching the games on the telly. But would you hey. would you go for a bit of Jude Bellingham? I know we haven't seen watched too much of him, but very inexperienced. One of those players yeah. who would be nowhere near the squad this time last year. No. And now might be making the big jump. Do you think Southgate's maybe got to be a little careful to not thrust him onto the big stage? But look, this is a guy who's capable, brilliant against Manchester City in the Champions League, played in these couple of friendlies in front of fans as well. Yeah. He's, he's going to relish the big occasion. Yeah, well, some players, like, you know, they rise themselves up to the to the big games. And I mean, we, we, we saw him uh, yesterday in a game. He was very unlucky not to stick the ball in the back of the net, actually, to be fair. I love the way he gets forward. I yeah, love his so attacking play. Uh, and I like that attacking mentality. And I think if we can mm. saturate the squad with, with attacking-minded um, and players, we'll stand a, a lot more chance than playing five at the back. So if we are, say, let's um, we'll go for a four, uh, a three-four-three. Um, are you just going Mount and Foden either side of Kane or do you want to throw a Sancho into the mix so you get a bit more of a winger? Um, in an ideal world, who are you free up front? Yeah, well, what happened to Sterling? Could be, he's, he'll be in the mix. He's got to be in the mix, hasn't he? So, but but, he's uh, tailed off towards the end of the season, didn't have a great Champions League final. But, you know, yeah. they, they'll be rotated because you, when you've got so many good attacking players, you can't, you know, you can't keep the same every game. Of course. Um, but for you, is it all about getting Foden and Mount into the same team or Grealish and I, Foden? I think so. Well, Grealish played all right the other day, but he's 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 one of those guys that's going to use his acting abilities <laughs> rather than his actual skill because mm. the man's got so much skill it's not even funny but yet he still opts as we saw the other day to do them little trips in the box and stuff like that and with VAR he's going to get himself in trouble mm. you know so uh, yeah for me Jack Grealish great player but I'd much rather see Foden um, in the mix rather than Grealish Sam Johnston had a good game yesterday but great you'd, keeper you'd, you'd fancy Pickford will be in there just may, maybe even just for his distribution can I uh, just say about Sam Johnston what a save that was I know it weren't against anybody in particular but it's it's that was gold bound mm. I'm telling you and your man Mings came <laughs> flying through I don't, they must have used one of them tennis ball shooters too. he must have been <laughs> sitting in one of them the way he just flew across there totally missed the ball mm. uh, and blocked Johnston's but he still got a hand on it and still kept it out of the net. Well done, mate. Yeah, you fancy Pickford though. Maybe Johnson yeah, gets yeah. a game. Czech Republic, maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, England. We'll 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 have one little chat about England at the end when we do our predictions, won't we? Uh, yeah, but, we will. Um, Czech Republic. Uh, plenty of Slavia Prague players. I know they had a good Europa League campaign. Yeah. Uh, and they have been rewarded. It's a proud tournament, really, for for those Slavia fans. Um, and good luck to them as well. Sue Czech and and Kufal, uh, the West Ham. Duo going to be coming up against his, their mate uh, and Declan <laughs> Rice, aren't they? Yeah. Um, for me, it's a case of don't underestimate them. Beat England 2-1 in a friendly um, yeah. a couple of years ago. They'll fancy their chances against Scotland um, and they'll look to get something against Croatia as well. 
I would have thought so. Yeah. Um, again, this you know, this it's it's tight in there. There's no clear winners, is there? There's no. no you know, I, if you said to me, pick who's going to win that group, I I couldn't. Yeah. Um, Scotland. Um, they'll fit in Tierney and Robertson in another yet another back five. Yeah. Um, so you'll have Tierney on the left side as centre back, and then Robertson in the more advanced um, yeah. left um, the left um, left wing back role. But even yeah. then, they can overlap. Tierney got a hat trick of assists in their yeah, last yeah. qualifying game. Yeah. Um, so we know what they can do. They're such a danger. Yeah. And uh, McGinn in the middle. McGinn and McTominay. Yeah, McTominay. Solid. As well. Solid in the middle, and then up front, Che Adams on his day. He, he, listen, he can upset people. He Only knows just become. Scottish and well, bank one yeah. in, hasn't he? Yeah, yes, man. But good, good against Luxembourg. Well, Scotland do need a striker that knows where the yeah. net is, and, and he certainly does, doesn't he? Yeah, great player. Um, so that is Group D. Group E, um, Poland. I know you'll have, you'll keep a keen eye on them. We weren't well. um, too good against England, uh, but England really made a few mistakes in that one. Once again, we say it every year, relying on Robert Lewandowski, aren't I'm they? I'm not sure that that's... Yeah, he's their, he's their star player. There's no two ways about that. But there is, you know, there's there's good quality in that Poland side. Oh, average quality in that Poland side. Very good defensively. Chesney in goal. Chesney in goal, definitely. It won't be Flabby Hansky. Um, <laughs> it, it, I don't think it will be. He just... Um, he just He's, he's a little step behind Chesney as far as I'm concerned. But um, yeah, defensively, they're, they're hard to break down, the Poles. Uh, Slovakia, um, tough one for them, really. Uh, but luckily for them, it's quite a balanced group. So, you know, they will fancy their chances in this one. They've got plenty of players playing uh, in Italy and Serie A. Um, really, the only player I picked out is Martin Dubravka, yeah. uh, Newcastle goalie. I know he's been battling all season with Carl Darlow for that number one spot. Yeah. Uh, and he's going to be kept busy in goal, especially up against Spain. Yeah, I think, well, yeah, we haven't come to the Spanish yet. But, but yeah, I mean, Dubravka is, is a good goalkeeper. He's a good shot stopper. Um, and, and, and they'll be reliant on him, really. I can't see, I can't see Slovakia breaking out of that group. I'm sorry. Um, Spain. Drew yeah. nil-nil of Portugal. Morata had a, an absolute shocker, to yeah. put it quite nicely. Always in and around the game, always making the runs, but... Struggled, um, put a lot did over the Chelsea bar. as well. The yeah. same thing, didn't He's square just... it enough. Um, but I suppose you get into that si- si- um, that si- cycle when you, when you are missing the chances, you've actually been, no, I'm not going to pass it. I just yeah. want to get the just goal, wanna just want to break the deadlock. And you do, you either become more selfish or you get rid of the ball. So it, you know, it, it goes either way, and it, and it never helps really. But for me, I like to see a bit of Gerard Moreno Absolutely. stepping up. Had such a good season with Villarreal, Europa yeah. League winners. He'll be looking at Morata and thinking, you know, well, this is a, this is. Yeah. my big chance just won the Europa League let's go and win the Euros absolutely he's going to be saying to Morata listen boy <laughs> st- st- hasta luego sit down yeah hasta- <laughs> that's right see you later um, yeah he's, he's the danger man for Spain up front Moreno you know he's he's, he's on fire like you say he's, he's just a good good all round forward thinking player you know uh, for me um, De Gea had a shocker in the in the last World Cup especially Appalling. against Portugal he yeah. let in free a couple of dodgy goals Appalling. pressure's on him in goal yeah, yeah, well, yeah, appalling. Um, I mean, uh, who, who else have they got in goal that can stand up? You know mm. what I mean, really? Um, you've got to give it to De Gea, really. Um, yeah. Let's hope he don't have a blinder. Or let's hope <laughs> for Spanish people, let's hope that uh, he has a blinder. You know what I mean? Um, Sergio Busquets just tested positive for COVID. There's no Sergio Ramos, no Real Madrid players in the Spain squad uh, for the first time ever. Um, but That's going to affect them. Thiago Alcantara and Rodri, uh, I think there was a video of them pinging passes together uh, across 
across each side of the Wanda Metropolitano class act. Spain in midfield. I know it's not a Xavi yeah, and Iniesta, but they're always good in the midfield area. Yeah, the, Span the, the Spanish are always going to put in a, 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 a good squad. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And, uh, and uh, well, I, f I think we're, we're talking about group winners there. I think Spain will go through as group winners yeah. and the rest will scrap it out. You'd, you'd think so. Um, and it's probably the second place probably you've seen Poland and Sweden. Yeah. Um, Sweden, no Ibrahimovic, unfortunately. Um, he was coming back to play for his side, but got injured. Uh, devastating that. It's sort of play you always want to see at these tournaments. It, yeah, but he's, he's retired from international football. And then and now you're coming back in and it make your mind up. Do you mm. know what I mean? Great player. He is a great player. Um, but sit down you know what I mean and, and take a breather I know we've, we've been talking about the old the old boys coming in at 36 and the Italians and everything like that but um, Ibrahimovic has, has he retired you know what I mean and he's got that injury and I just don't think he would have lasted to and, be fair and to put it in cricketing terms there was one guy for South Africa who retired from his international duty never saying look come back we've got this big tournament later this year and one of the reasons he gave for not coming back was actually there's all these young players who have worked so hard Absolutely. and they've been playing consistently for the team I don't want to come in and just be the, the big guy coming back into the team sure. and actually through fate um, it's not quite happened um, Pontus Janssen he's just been promoted you know he'll give it their, their all yeah. Uh, his all there's a chant about him heading a brick back if you threw it at him. And right. That's the sort of <laughs> sort of thing he'll give them. Um, but yeah, the, you're not going to get much excitement out of Sweden. Got to the got to the quarters, didn't they last time? Uh, I remember Harry Maguire scoring that header against them. But yeah, um, yeah, they'll fight it out with Poland and that group. Um, you can imagine Spain will be looking to pick up. Uh, all nine points there. I would have thought so. Yeah. And then finally, Group F, uh, the group of group death. Group of death. That, that is the group of death. It really yeah. is. And uh, the, look at that, man. It's <laughs> just where do you where do you even Hungry begin? top. Hungry top. They're going for, aren't they? Surely. <laughs> Surely. Yeah. I don't France, know. France, Germany, that. Hungary, Portugal. France, 2018 World Cup winners. Uh, and runners-up in the 2016 Euro. So this yeah. is the competition. Uh, they want to emulate that Spain side of the early 2010s who won the, the Euros and the World Cup, hold both the trophies in their country. Yeah. And you wouldn't put it past them. No, just this, listen, these are these have got to be favourites at the bookies, I would have thought. Mm. Uh, I haven't checked, actually, to be fair, which is <laughs> unlike me, but hey-ho. Um, yeah, I, they've got quality all over the park, haven't they? Benzema's coming back into the setup, and Mbappe, mm. uh, you know, Griezmann... <laughs> You know, <laughs> that's just up front. Yeah, that's ridiculous. You know, it, it and then Kante in midfield, who just runs the show. Kante is going to be at, like he's just going to do what he's been doing ever since I saw him at Leicester City. You know, yeah. he's just he all just, areas of the pitch they look set. I mean, Pavard yeah. had a great tournament, which earned mm. him a move to Bayern Munich. Lucas Hernandez was insanely good against PSG. Kept Mbappe yeah, yeah. quiet as well. Yeah, um, but Germany, um, we talked about Joachim Low last week. It's going to be his last tournament before he's replaced by yeah. Hansi Flick. They were the World Cup winners in. 2014 um, and Hummels and Muller returned after a bit of a controversial absence so that's a big one for them Thomas Muller uh, always a character and you feel like he's going to be stepping up and doing the goal scoring because Timo Werner um, he's not been not been hit in the back of the net, uh, and he hasn't been doing it for country either. No, he hasn't. No, and and, and to be quite fair, Germany have just been off the boil um, in recent big tournaments. You know, they just haven't. They've they've just not been pretty, which is great for me because because <laughs> you know obviously I'm half Polish. Um, so I mean, you, bit of a rivalry. Yeah, we don't want to see the Germans do well. And even though I've got plenty of German friends. Um, <laughs> yeah, and and I don't know what's I don't know what's happened to them of late, but um, this this is not an easy group to come and sort of say right, well let's get ourselves back on the on the podium and start because. 
<laughs> in this group, you've got to be on fire or you are burned. Yeah, they mm. lost to our friends North Macedonia in World Cup qualifying <laughs> as well. <laughs> Burner had a shocker in that one. Um, mm. I think the only thing you, you'd put in their favour is, one, having Muller back, and two, actually, with it being Lowe's last tournament, you know, really the players rallying behind him, but they've got to get through the group first. Yeah, they have got to get through the group, and and um, I'm not so sure that they will. They might go through as a as a as a as a third place. Mm. Um, yeah, it's going to be one of the groups where we get the third place team going through. You're isn't definitely um, going to be. Yeah. Um, Portugal um, squad depth looks incredible, to be honest. Um, if you, even if you look in in defence, you've got Ruben Dias and you've got uh, Pepe as well, who's phenomenal for Porto in that yep. Champions League campaign, especially against Juventus. And then uh, Cancelo at right back with the option yep. Nelson Semedo too. Um, Bruno Fernandes, yeah. I'd have him as a bit of a surprise golden boot contender just because of the penalties he takes. Yeah, he does. And, and he's he's always going to put in a shift, isn't he? And, and I mean, not only that, you've got Jota now and Jao Felix. You know, there's there's quality in this Portuguese side. Um, I'm really excited to watch them, to be honest. Me too. Portugal-France is going to be one of the games I Ooh. ain't moving from. You this know? is why we're excited. <laughs> this is why we love the Euros and love World Cups. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And then Hungary. Um, say a little prayer if you're religious. Yeah, um, you'll have to, I'm afraid, because they, they've, they've literally been thrown in the lion's den, haven't they? And I mean, feel for them. Put them in any other group and we'd be saying, yeah, you know, they might stand mm. a chance and anything like that, but stick them in Group F and they are something beginning with F yeah. <laughs> and ending in D. Followed they have hungry. failed. <laughs> um, if they, maybe if they, nick a, if they nick a draw or something... Um, yeah. To be fair, they'll look at the Germany game and think that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Um, like I say, Germany aren't up to aren't up to uh, or haven't been up to a lot. Um, and but you can you can't rule out the Germans. No. You can't, <laughs> I've heard it since I was a little teenage boy. Since I was your age, right? You're sort of like, yeah, Germany. We're going to beat the Germans. Oh, hang on, five nil. Good God, where did that come from? Um, you can't rule out the Germans. But if Hungary are going to get anything, it's not going to be at Portugal or France. Right, let's do our predictions. So firstly for Group F, um, who's let, let's get yours in, in the order of 1, 2, 3, 4. Hungary at bottom. Yes. Um, for me, it's going to be France top, uh, then Portugal, then Germany will squeeze through in third. Yeah, uh, it might be the other way around. It might be Portugal, then France, but definitely France and Portugal going through in that, in that round and, and Germany may be sort of swinging in like Spider-Man at yeah. the last minute. Um, so let's do our predictions. Top scorer. Uh, that's a good one. Mbappe. Yeah, that's a shout. Harry Kane, maybe if he stays no. fit. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I know we're Arsenal fans, but we're yeah, Eagle fans I now. Can't. We've got to cheer him on. Yeah, um, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. Harry Kane misses quite a few as well, doesn't he? And of course, he's 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 got an injury niggle as well. Yeah. Um. So but he'll be there and about. So he knows where the back of the net is, does Harry? Yeah, I'm going to say um, either Mbappe or potentially Lukaku, um, depending on how well yeah, Lukaku um, will be another Belgian do. Um, who's going to be the underdog story? And I'm, um, I quite like this um, to make mainly for a team, uh, but obviously different underdog stories will develop throughout the tournament. They will. Yeah. Um, do you look at? I mean, obviously there's different types of underdogs, aren't there? Um, but for me, uh, I'm going to have to go with Turkey. Um, I just think they've got something about them, um, and possibly Denmark as well. I don't. I don't actually see Turkey as an underdog, really. And, and the same with my choice, which would be Italy, because mm. they're they're not really an underdog. But I know what you're saying. I yeah. mean, if we have to look deep down and go, you know, all underdog and this and that and the other, who's who's going to stand a chance to come through? Um, Scotland. Yeah. 
Uh, okay. Home advantage as well. They've got yeah. two games at Hampton, then they go down to Wembley, and you know there'll be Scottish fans at Wembley. You can Absolutely. spot them from a mile off, <laughs> can't can, you, in their yeah. tartan? Absolutely. Great, great fans as well, and a, and a beautiful people as well. I mean, mm. I visit Scotland uh, very quite often, actually, and it's absolutely beautiful up there as well. Uh, the people are wonderful. So they're, they're going to be bang up for it, as yeah. they are every year. And... Um, I suppose if you got if I've got to pick another one that I would kind of like to see go, for, it's Finland, isn't it? Really? Yeah, you know? Finland and North Macedonia, the <laughs> yeah, two. Or Hungary, you know, good old Hungary. Fair play to their fans. Um, I'm sure they'll be bang up for it. Um, they used then, to be a great side, you know. Hungary. Yeah, the Hungarians of the, of the you know the early beat England many years ago a few yeah, times. Yeah, they used to be a, a, a great world classy team, but mm. uh, you know times change and uh, and they seem to have fallen off the scope a little bit. Uh, and then on the other hand, biggest underachievers. Who are we getting excited? about and then actually might fall flat on their face a little bit that's a good question that one there let's let's have a little look through and I, think. i'm going for spain i, I oh, just yeah. i just get a feeling with spain and uh, that things might just collapse a little bit if they get the, if they don't get their squad selection right uh, and with spain the fans and the press can get on their backs so so easily and that could, if they, that gets to them then they'll be in trouble yeah no they've got great expectations haven't they so uh it's a good choice actually um I would definitely say that, that Spain could be the great underachievers. Uh, and also, uh, although I'm going to get absolutely hammered by my friends in Holland, I think uh, I think the Netherlands as well could, could underachieve. Uh, and then finally, a player who you think might earn a big move off the back of this tournament. There's always something like that happens. Oh, yeah. um, for me, I'm going to go for Federico Chiesa. I know he's at Juventus already, but with the season they've had, you could, yeah. there's always bigger fish who could be coming in for him. I really like the look of Chiesa, and I hope he gets a good opportunity at Italy. Wow. Yeah. Um, again, that's a, that's another tough one because uh, most of the most of the players that I think about are already uh, at the, yeah, the big all, already at the big clubs as well. But um, who, who in the England side do you think might have a re come through this one and be on the on the list of many a club? Maybe, uh, maybe one, of the, one of the youngsters. That likes let's to, hope Bellingham. Or, or, yeah, or a Rice maybe. Or, or well, Declan Rice is at West Ham. I think he's he's another uh, Mark Noble. I think he's another devoted to West Ham guy so I think he's at the team he wants to stay at but uh, he can come to Arsenal if he likes oh he's more than welcome more than welcome um, now um, before we talk about the winner who are you, your four semi-finalists going to be my four semi-finalists right here we go um, you I'm going to have to say um, Belgium for a start yeah um, I'm also going to have to say France yeah I'm probably going to say Portugal. Mm -hmm. Belgium, France, Portugal, one more. One more, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. It, it, it is tough. Who is who is the third one? Um, I don't know. Italy might sneak in. It's hot, quite hard to disagree with that. But... <laughs> I'm not going to go for England. I, in my heart of hearts, I'm not to going it. to go for England. I just but we ain't we ain't got it. And that I hope, I really hope I get proved wrong. Me um, too. Oh yeah. But um, for me, Italy, Belgium, um, Italy, Belgium, uh, and France and Portugal. Obviously, it relies on the permutations of, yes, of who meets who in the yeah, yeah. in the quarters and all that, which we can all plan out um, on our wall charts and everything. Uh, yeah. But that's who I'm going. I with. have no idea how that's going yeah. to pan out. So. I'll have to talk about it next week, I suppose, once I get my wall chart up on the wall yeah. um, and have a good look at that. And then who's winning it? Who is winning the 2020 Euros at Wembley on the 11th of July? 
Portugal. Oh, a big, bold call. I'm telling you, I've got to give it to you. Yes, I am, man. I am. <laughs> right. Um, so, who have I said semi-finalists? Portugal, Italy, France and Belgium. Yeah. Uh, I can just see France going one bigger uh, and go getting that Euros win uh, to forget the heartbreak of 2016, build on their win in 2018. I think, if anything, they've only strengthened the side. Yeah. Uh, and that's how I see it planning out. Anyway, thank you very much. Really enjoyed that. I've got really excited for the Me Euros too. going through this. Yes, top uh, buzz. And this time next week, hopefully we'll be talking about England beating Croatia at Wembley, and we'll be getting excited about it, and we'll see whether our predictions come true. Uh, but next week, we're going to be talking about some transfer news from Hitch, and we're going to be getting more excited about pre-season, yep. and obviously all the Euros chat, England against Croatia. We uh, need a result well. we, Croatia. That's, that's the big one. Opening game, but the opening game, Friday night, 8 o'clock at the Stadio Olimpico, Turkey against Italy. What game to get us underway. Uh, Marek, enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy your birthday. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure as always. And enjoy the Euros, everyone. Get out in the sun, get your mates round. Have a good one.